Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a this is Jackie Cation, and welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. The Dork Forest is found at DorkForest.com, but also part of the All Things Comedy Comedy Network, Podcasting Network. And there are a million podcasts over there, really fun podcasts that you can go and listen to. And they're all very fun. Aaron Foley's over there, Bill Burr, Al Madrigal. I should probably look at that list so that I don't just mention those three every time. And, uh, cause there's a bunch of them that are, that are great. And you would really, uh, like that. So the other thing about all things comedy is they have a download of my new special, my new hour long special. It's at allthingsrecords.com slash Jackie Cation. And it's, this will make an excellent Horcrux. It's a $5 download from PayPal or Amazon. Very glamorous. If you want that, if you can get it, you can get a hard copy on my website. On the merch page, the credits, Mike Rickberg composed and sang the Dork Forest theme song. He, with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen, he will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show. Patrick Brady will fix this audio. Thank you, baby Jesus. And he also does the teasers on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash the Dork Forest. You can hear little clips and pictures of people that are on the show and their dorkdoms. There's a whole list of them. There's, there's probably 50 of them by now. And... Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. So if you need a website, go there and find Vilmos, and he will do your website for you. The Amazon banner is on JackieCation.com, and what you do is you order from Amazon by clicking through JackieCation.com Amazon banner, and then I get a kickback, and I appreciate everyone who's been doing that because it seems to be working. Um, you can also just donate to the show. If you like the show and you want to donate, give me, I don't know, 10 bucks a month. Or eight thirty three a month, and um, which is a hundred dollars a year. I was hoping to get a hundred bucks a year from everybody. You can just give me a hundred dollars, and what's that? It's super fan. What you get for that is probably a bookmark, maybe a magnet until I run out of them, and uh, a little thank you card, and um, or you can buy a t shirt. You could just buy a T-shirt, and I will send you a Dork Forest T-shirt, a Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirt. There are three different kinds of T-shirts, two designs, and they are on the merch page on the store on JackieCation.com. And they are American-made, union-made in most cases. I'm fading out, phasing out the just American-made. Because while I'm willing to wear clothing made by toddlers, I am unwilling to sell clothing made by toddlers. So they're union-made, American-made T-shirts. Uh, that I will send to you. And so they run big. Just know that. Know that in your heart. They are Bayside and they run a little big because they're made by Americans who also run a little big. But all the sh- shirts are there. The CDs are there. And my new DVD is there. So you can order any of that. There is upcoming, of course, my stand-up comedy. You can see me at Lo- in Los Angeles. I think I'm doing Uncab and a couple other shows this week, the West Side Theater. And then I'm going to Chicago. That'll be super fun. Then I'm back in Los Angeles. And then uh, then I'm doing a, a weird thing with, um, I think it's a private, I'm uncertain, for Judy Carter, who wrote the Comedy Bible in, in uh, Great Falls, Montana. That's happening in a couple of months. Anyway, go to JackieCation.com and look at the schedule if you want to see where I'm doing stand-up. And now... An ad for my sister, Darla Kashian. Kashian. 
however she pronounces it. She is a socially responsible financial advisor for RBC Dane Rauscher, and she's good at it. She's uh, smarter than I am, and in this, she sounds much more serious, which is good to have in a financial advisor, but she's much more serious than she is. But let's listen to that ad, and then let's listen to the show. Thank you very much. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in my living room, Rangers of the Dork Forest, with the lovely and talented Kate Flannery. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much. Lovely is a very uh, strong word, but thank you. Let's do it, though. All right. Because do, do, do you feel charactery? Do you feel always, less lovely? Always, but I also I just came back from a, a South Jersey, uh, seeing my dad in Ocean City, New Jersey. Sorry to drop the glamorous uh, resort <laughs> palace, but I feel like I ate so much fried food, and I'm just not quite myself. Right, right. Well, it'll weed off. You're now you're back in Los Angeles, where true. it's on the wind. <laughs> Get a salad. <laughs> no, you don't like fries oh. or whatever. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of myths that are on the air. So true. They're just like, you want to go exercise? Nope. It's <laughs> taken me 15 years to kill all of those voices inside of me. It worked out quite nicely. I've been actually trying to hear them recently because <laughs> I think it's actually a little healthier. <laughs> sure. There's hypnotherapy for that. Right. right. So, but in, but in no offense to North Jersey, except to offend North Jersey, you got to be like a nine. Or a ten in hot in Cleveland, hot yes, absolutely, absolutely, freaking all right. Exactly. Yes, yes. Are occasionally, you someone, I, I actually, and I find myself saying that, which is really insulting to them. Yeah, I do. I like, like hot yeah, yeah, I'm always like, yeah, yeah. I'm fancy. I'm gorgeous in See? South Jersey. Yeah. So yeah, so South Jersey. Uh, did they retire to Ocean City? No, no, no. Um, Ocean City is. Uh, oh, is it the uh, resort? Uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, is eight miles south of Atlantic City, and um, it's. I mean, literally, this is the house that my dad, my pa- my dad's parents had it. it it has no heat. So right. it's, um, because it's just a summer house. It's just a summer just house. Just a summer house. There's a shower on the back porch. There's a bunch of twin beds. It's a, a, a half a block <laughs> of the a beach. It's a place. But it's great. You and know, of, of, when you're it's a fantastic. kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're stacked fancy. like cordwood. It's amazing. And we keep getting offers to have it torn down and throw money at us, but it's not happening. You're like, no, we no. have, now we We're are doing used to this. this. Yes. yes. This we will, not... we will take our Irish, uh, ancestry <laughs> and we will continue to come here every summer. It's true. And you guys all split it kind of? You and your sis? Uh, well, my since my dad's so good, my I I my I feel like we don't really split it. No, it's no. sort of like either it's you, his. you kind of put up with whoever's there. Oh, <laughs> you don't get your. That's kind of all right. Well, yeah. no, no, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like a, working in a restaurant where you have shifts or anything. It's it's no. That might be saner. It's sort of like uh, well, eventually you know. it might be nice, but well, yeah. As of now, no. Nope. Everybody complain. just puppies. What, yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, Kate Flannery, it is Kate at Kate Flannery on Twitter, it is. and uh, your website, of course, is. Uh, here it is, the lampshades, plural, dot com. And, uh, you're, it's just uh, the lampshades.com. There's not, the word plural is not it. No. <laughs> See, it's going to be like that, Rangers. <laughs> it's going to be a lot I'm of words. I don't know. Kate Flannery, wordsmith. And, uh, <laughs> stand up comedy forever, like myself, but also acting and 
Well, I feel like the lampshades is not exactly. I feel like we have, our, we have our feet in the in the stand up world, but we don't live there. We play co- a lot of comedy festivals. We do regular, but it's it's not really sketch. We're just characters, but we're doing our act in real time, dealing with the audience in real time. Okay, okay. So, so you know what I mean. Those, essentially, you you are a character. You go on stage and you say things in that character for your exactly. allotted amount of time. Yes, and there's there are uh, ma- musical mashups from mostly from the seventies and eighties that get made that get oversung okay. and sung and oversung and oversung. And there's like a relationship thing that sort of comes. Yeah, I mean, it's very, my partner has a drink and a cigarette at all times. It's very, <laughs> Is know, it loosey-goosey? Uh, it's sometimes, although sometimes we stick to a very strict regimen of get on and get off. And that <laughs> is, is it, not but sexual. It, is it scripty? <laughs> uh, it depends. It depends like on the audience, you know, because we played for 500 Filipino nurses once and I was like, I didn't realize till after we started that they spoke new English. Tagalog. That's yeah, that's not okay. How it's and then it just gets bigger. It just gets right. <laughs> yeah. That's, I have no idea how to pronounce the, the Filipino. You're right. It's not Tagalog. Tagalog seems rude. And, uh, well, somebody email me. It'll be great. Uh, Jackie at JackieCation.com. Knock yourselves out. Anyway, so, but I was like, what is your dorkdom? And you're like, so many things. And I said, that's my least favorite answer because we got to pick some things. And we did. And the first thing I want to talk about is you're like, you're fascinated with pre-Haze Code movies. Yes, I am. And Tell I will, people what the Hayes Code was. Well, the Hayes Code is, is this weird uh, um, moral thing that they put on all the movies in the early 30s. They said because people were people were you know actually telling real stories of immorality and it was character. a free for all. It was. it was like a Babylonian freaking free for all. And there was a lot of toplessness in the 20s in particular, not so much in the early 30s, but you know because once people started to talk, it they were uncomfortable. <laughs> right? And it was just like <laughs> I'm going to talk in here. These are my boobs. That is too much. That is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's, I'm, I, cause I love actresses like Barbara Stan, Barbara Stanwyck. It doesn't matter what movie she was in or where she was she supposed makes to be it from. Better. She always sounds like she's from Brooklyn. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she was lovely, you know, and, and like, so there's some really dark, dark, I'm trying, like there's a movie called The Redhead with Jean Harlow. It's just like, there's so many, or, or, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of the one. Is it Baby? Um, wait, um, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm, just describe it and then someone will shout a, at their iPod. It's a waitress iPod. who, um, uh, at a, a really, like at her father's bar and she, she gets out and she becomes basically a prostitute and then she, then she beca- then she starts working in the workforce and she blackmails her boss into paying for her lovely lavish oh. apartment. She sort of works it. And mm-hmm. some guy, customer at her father's bar told her to work it. She's like, this is what you do to get out of here. This is it. It's coal mining town. Oh you know? my God. And she actually sort of ends up winning through that. It's like, that's the thing. I mean, there are other movies like that in the later thirties, but they usually die or have something awful happen right, to the characters. Right, because the Hays Code itself, there were certain rules, right? Yeah. Like the, you the bad guy could not win. Right. And the only one where the bad guy won or who lived? Mr. Potter. Oh. Mr. Potter ends up being just fine. He gets the seven grand. Oh, he, right. uh, he, that's true. He's what a douche. Right. He was a douche that never, uh, got, he never paid for his crimes. This is true. He was he was a bad guy. Unless there was a sequel that was made that we never that never got released. The Secret Capper sequel. <laughs> that was even less popular than It's a Wonderful Life when it came out. Because remember that one was right. a bust. It was a it was a bust. It was a bomb. <laughs> it didn't go. And then of course it went into public domain, and we all saw it a gajillion times. Oh when my we god! Were children. If you were alive in the late eighties and aware, you were. I mean, you knew every word, every line. It was it on was, a million on fifteen hundred channels. Bizarre, right? It was, it was almost like the Christmas Story, but um, where they would play twenty four hours of yes. it, except for that it was on five different channels, so and weird. you couldn't sync it. You were just like, no, I want to see that thing with him on the bridge again. And then you just flip over and there it was. <laughs> right. And the- but 
Yeah, crazy. so so there were several rules. Like you couldn't uh, have sex unless you were married. Right. That was a hay, that was a Hayes Code thing. Right. And you couldn't foot um, on the bed if your if your foot had to be on the ground if you were on a bed. If oh. you were with a woman and there, oh. if you, your one foot had to be on the ground. If, if there was a bed, bed in the woman. scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one foot had to be in the. Yeah, you could not be in bed with a woman. In frame. Yes, your foot had to be obviously on the ground. Because what was that, Clark Gable? Um, the oh yeah, well that wasn't the same bed. You mean are you thinking um? um oh, they were twin night. beds. It happened they were one twin night. Beds, yeah. yeah, that's and right. They had they that had crazy beds. rope with a with a with a the with powerful the curtain. blanket. Yes, <laughs> that blanket. It was uh, the walls of Jericho. <laughs> that's I right. Believe the walls of Jericho. It. That's what they called it. <laughs> yeah, get out there, folks. See yourself. Uh, it happened one night. That's a great movie. That's actually one of my favorites. It's a really good movie. It is. It's it really holds up. I made my boyfriend watch it because he did not really know any movies before in 1980 when I first right. met him. Oh, is it black and white? My sister used to say. I can't. And I was like, we watched all of the Marx Brothers movies when we were kids and you loved them. And she's like, yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. And I was like, get on it. And wow. uh, I became very bossy, bossy Magoo. <laughs> and she's bossy Magoo is actually her Twitter handle. Oh, that's and, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cause she is the boss of me, but, um, but the, <laughs> uh, she, so yeah. So it was one foot on the ground. Yeah. If, yeah. if you if were in a, a, it was a, it was a double bed. bed. Yeah. Okay. And then you had to be married and remember, who made the movies with, uh, wow. Let's, this is going to be a great episode, you guys. Uh, you guys just <laughs> There's shouting. No editing. There's, There's no editing. Some, okay. There could be, but, uh, no, it's no, the no. joy of podcasting is when you say something inappropriate, you're like, did I just say the word Negro? I guess that's going out. <laughs> and, uh, you're like, not cool, Cation. And, uh, but the, um, the weird, okay, so there was a Billy, Billy, Billy Wilder. Yes. Billy Wilder. I used to wait on Billy Wilder at Kate Manalini restaurant and it's, you know, I mean like 15 years ago, crazy, but before he died. I swear, swear, swear. So crazy. Wait, you used to wait tables here when you first moved to Los I Angeles. Actually, yes. And went through the first season of The Office, I kept my restaurant job because we only had five episodes after the pilot. So I was like, well, that's no guarantee. Oh, that's so I hilarious. I covered my shifts during the week and I still work my Sunday brunch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That what what restaurant was it for people Kate, who like to tour? It's just left. It's it's it, they just closed. Oh, did they? In June, it was called Kate Manalini on Wilshire and Doheny. Do you ever worry? Think to yourself, well, what if I lose my? How will I get another? Oh, honestly, I, I was like, I was back. picking up shifts as fast as I could. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like, weird. If I needed to, it was a little bit of a like I'm letting go of the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. When I quit my day, my last day job was in. I quit my last day job was in 2003, and I said I'm going to do the road like a comic. And all of my friends had quit their day jobs years before. Wow. And I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, and what was interesting is because my day job was at this closed captioning company and I was just, I was office work, right? I, I didn't caption because those people are actually irreplaceable. Anyway, interesting. uh, me just logging things in. I'm a monkey. So monkeys, <laughs> monkeys replaceable. And so you can just get a temp. So, but the thing is, is my boss was so nice about it. She said, when I said, you know, I have to quit. I got the half hour special in Comedy Central 2003 and, uh, long time. That money's long gone. So, uh, <laughs> there wasn't that much forever. of it. It lives on forever. And, right? right, right. It does. It's still, it will always exist. It will always exist and they will always get residuals and I will not. Oh, jeez. In other I news. Love show business. Show business. It's a business. It is. And, but, uh, my boss said, uh, are we not being flexible enough? And I, cause she would let me go on two six week runs a year and they'd get a temp and I kept my insurance. That's great. It was amazing. And I said, Deborah, the only way you could be more flexible is if I, you just continue to pay me. 
And then I stopped in occasionally. <laughs> I was like, let's not do this. And uh, I was like, oh we have to believe God. in that the career's going to go okay. And here I am. Here I am. You're still floating, years. still afloat. Still, well, on my last day at Kate Mandalini Restaurant, my boss said, we were going to get you a cake, but... You'll be back. Oh, that's so fucking yeah. funny. Fantastic. <laughs> so supportive. So fantastic. Are you yeah. sure he isn't related? But see, to I him. respond better to negative, uh, that negative reinforce because of the, I have that I'll show you a little bit. Yeah. Not the crazy kind. Not crazy, like, but you're just like. I if, mean, I didn't go to an Ivy League school, so obviously I don't have it that much, but. <laughs> right, but there's a gauntlet. There's a gauntlet yeah. that you can, that you're willing to go, well, don't be ridiculous. I can do this. I remember <laughs> when somebody told me, they were like, Ever, the 10,000 people live in Los Angeles and they're gonna, and I was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna do it poorly. What do you think is, what do you think's gonna, wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I may not be, you know, I'll be whatever I, I, whatever success right, I get, I get. Right, but you didn't get on the bus with a head injury. I think you had some brains for God's sake, <laughs> right, right? It's all gonna work out and I will never be a burden <laughs> on society. I'm gonna go oh and my, my you gotta run it up the flagpole, right? Absolutely. Who cares if it doesn't fly? Well, you know, and it is You've what given it, it a shot. That's right. And everybody, it's, and if you really think about it, there, there is enough for everybody, whatever that means. Right. It's just that you don't, you're not gonna get the same, but nobody gets the same as anybody nobody else. Nobody gets it. Nobody. My favorite story, Fred. Fred Armisen, when he got to SNL, I was telling him, oh, I'm going to Vegas to do stand-up. And he goes, oh, I so wish I could do Vegas. And I said, didn't you just didn't you just get a gig on Saturday Night Live? And he was like, yeah, but I never get to do the road. Grass is always greener. That's the hilarious. so funny. I was like, first of all, Vegas is gross. Yeah. Second of all, you could do the road. I said, you could do the road. And he goes, oh, no. Oh, no, I could not. No one would sit through my uh, costume changes, Jackie. And, uh, and I was like, fair enough. And it was, and he said the greatest thing. He said, you know, you're right though. Well, you get what you get. You know, you get what you get and I get to do that and it's an amazing thing I get to do. Right. And you get to do that and that's an amazing thing. And so I actually played, the lampshades played the tent in front of Caesars once during that comedy festival. Yeah. Uh, the Las Vegas comedy festival. Yeah. And some of the Aspen people. Literally it was like, it was just, it became part of the act. It's like, because it, we you're we, in front of Caesars, we, like at the tent in front. It's like you th- we actually thought we were playing Caesars, and we got there and we're like, oh, actually, it's the tent in front of Caesars. <laughs> I'm on the boardwalk. And actually, you're not, not staying board at Caesars. You're actually we're putting you up at the Sahara. Just oh. take that monorail. It's nice and cheap. You'll yeah, super. You're like oh, I <laughs> uh, a costumed act. Great. <laughs> on the, I love show business. It's fantastic. Isn't it the greatest? But you know, but also I feel like I created an act with um Scott Robinson and we've actually become the thing we're making fun of because the characters were older than us yeah. when we first started. This is why I respond to older older uh images, older well also I think I because I have old parents too. My oh, parents yeah? are older. Well that's because you're the seven. youngest of seven. Yes. So like your oldest sibling has gotta be at least ten years older right, than me. Right, she's you. fourteen years older than me. Yeah, yeah. My oldest sibling is ten years older than me. Yeah, and so I have you six. get it, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As so, far as I know, he wants to retire. Uh, my oldest brother. Isn't that crazy? He's like, I'm done. And I was like, are you? Wait, I'm just, all right, <laughs> let's do this. I should probably plan for that. Is that coming? Because we're related. <laughs> right. No, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's so older. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, but I feel like, you know, my dad owned a bar in Philadelphia and which is part of why I love dive bars too. This is, which yeah. I did not tell you this, but I, I, my boyfriend and I, we have like a thing for, I mean, it's, and it's not just about the drinking. It's about the vibe because my dad had this bar in Philadelphia that was in, uh, not uh, from I, when you were little. Yeah, actually, my grandfather started it in the thirties. Okay. So, um, and my dad took it over in the fifties, and um, and has he retired? Your dad? Yeah. So he doesn't three, have it anymore. Yes, three. Well, he sold it in ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety eight. And, and none of brother, your, none of your one siblings. One of my brothers 
bought my, one of my bro- I have only one brother. I have six, <laughs> my, my one brother bought a bar and then my dad worked for him up until three years ago. My brother sort of got hit with a the recession. They, they had sort of a, the neighborhood is kind of got a funky. Anyway, he sold it three years ago. And so yeah. my dad finally retired at 87. <laughs> like, right. Well, well, finally. Slow down. I know. So, yeah. But he was actually great behind the bar. Like literally. Oh, I'm I remember sure. Craig Robinson came to visit my brother's bar and we, we were sitting there. My dad and he was, Craig was just totally getting everything. Yeah, my dad's hilarious. Like, yeah. Because the, the stage is, his stage is the bar. Yeah. And you get timing, you get in, you get out, you get in, you get, you get your exits, your entrances. <laughs> and literally these two women walk in and one was good looking and one wasn't. My dad says, ladies, there's a seat over there. And he looks at us and he's, and, and like I said, one was good looking and one wasn't. Two ladies. <laughs> and my dad looks at us and he goes, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dang it. I mean, ah. Oh. Dads Gee. are the craziest people on the, <laughs> I just talked to mine today and he's in, uh, he's in doing occupational therapy. He had a big bypass. He's his big hospital guy and wow. turns out he lived. It's all working out. Yay. And, uh, and it's fine. He's, uh, and he was just talking. He said, yeah, they came to do occupational therapy today. I, I think I just told you this. <laughs> it was, and he, he it's was so funny. Again. Yeah. He was, but the occupational therapy was, there was a piece of wood and there were a bunch of screws sticking out of it and he had to, and he had to do bolts on the screws and then unscrew Screw the screws. And the first time they gave it to him, he said, are you preparing me for a factory job I do not want? And the woman, he said that the nurse goes, no, we're preparing you to put your pants on by yourself. And he was like, fair point. And then today the occupational lady came and, uh, and she, and he said, no, we're not doing it. We've been doing this for three weeks. You guys still haven't found me a job. And I laughed against my will because that, that is the dumbest joke in the world. It's awesome. But it's fantastic. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. So Billy Wilder, did you ever watch any of those? Cause he was supposed oh, to be. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love, um, like, uh, double indemnity is one of my favorites, but I, but I also feel like, you know, um, there's some more obscure, I'm trying to think it's more obscure, but I mean, I love, um, some like it hot. It's so, it's, oh, that's an amazing movie. It is. It's such it a weird movie, but it is on paper. It sounds completely lame. We're, drag. What? Right. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. What's going to happen? Cary Grant. Yeah. Yeah. No, right, right. it's nuts, but it Tony totally Curtis. works. Yeah. I love Tony Curtis as a child. You used to get him, Cary Grant and Rock Hudson, all three of them mixed up. I could But see I was that. nine. Right. And, uh, dark hair, handsome. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. Agile. The, right. right. Yes. New York, slight New York, no Smooth. R's. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Tony Curtis, uh, played, I remember when I was a kid, I saw him, he played like the, the princess, it, it was a, it was an Arabian prince that he was playing that he had been, uh, he had been taken as an orphan and he was actually the prince and it was this harem-y kind of, it was just such crap. It looked like Elvis. <laughs> Harem, 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 oh, or yeah. whatever. Oh, right, 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 or, right, right. I don't think it was called that, but I mean, harem's it looked harem, 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 like harem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which it looked like the Tony Curtis version of that, so no sinking. That is that is hilarious. And of course, I remember him from the Flintstones, Stony Curtis. <laughs> they were up all night That's making right. that transition. <laughs> How are we gonna make it into a Stone Age name? <laughs> That's not a good job. Right? I saw I saw Stony Curtis uh, one time over at the Bob's Big Boy. Ate <laughs> ate uh, ate lunch right next to him. Tony Curtis at the Bob's Big Boy. In was Duluca it four twenty? It was, uh, it was post 420. He was, he was Stony Curtis. That's he was, fantastic. yeah, yeah, he might have been. He was, uh, he was still hitting on the ladies. Oh, he, that guy was is, working it. It's funny it. because he looked gayer and gayer. Oh, I yeah. I get it. I, it just, God it's seriously, God rest his soul. But, uh, and if he was secretly gay, I hope he was getting it from all sides, as the kids never say. <laughs> ah, huh? boom. And <laughs> so you like, now, but here's the thing on eBay, 
You bought an entire set of Shirley Temple. Actually, on VH. Amazon. Oh, it was on Amazon. It was on Amazon. Oh, like a and Christian. Was, I got like a person. I got it, but I got them from like 75 people. I didn't get them from one per, one person did not have a whole set. I really went out of my way and spent like a dollar 19 on every right, VHS. Right. This was like, <laughs> played like 15 years ago. And so, so I have every Shirley Temple movie because I grew up with them and then they weren't on TV. Now, uh, there's a, uh, the Fox movie channel has been showing a few, like maybe four. Uh, inadvertently. I have like three ones that I remember. I don't remember. Like what? Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm they're showing. Never saw that one. No, that's a good one. That's oh, a good that's one? A, that's a Bilbo Jangles one. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, um, and, and also the Tin Man, uh, Jack Haley's in it. Oh, okay. Which you gotta love, you know. Okay, so Shirley Temple in, in Anne of Green Gate, what is it? Rebecca, oh, no, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farms. Anne of Green Gables. Please don't get it for so much dramatic credit. No. That was no dance number in Anne of Green Gables with Colleen Dewurst. Right. Oh, fair enough. That one. Nice, nice poll. <laughs> well done. See, I, I have little or no information, but I have a lot of information uh, down weird rabbit holes that are adjacent to other rabbit holes that other people have I'm trying access to. Trying to find to. a rabbit hole, girl. I'm trying to no, find you're trying doing, to find you're doing vital work here. Right. So I like the littlest general or some darn thing. I think the that little was colonel the or, little colonel. Um, what was the civil war one that yes. was monumentally inappropriate? The littlest rebel. The littlest rebel. Yes, I think she was in blackface in that. Yes. Uh, at one point, yes, she, was she was indeed in blackface. But so many people were. Like, even the little rascals like Spanky was in blackface. Yeah. She pretended was, to be buckwheat. Oh, right, right. I do super remember early. that. That was, yeah. I actually that was, have to say, I love, like, all those Hal Roach, you know, comedy, too. But but I but I feel like I have, it's, it, the show temple was more of a guilty pleasure because of the drama factor. Oh, there was always, there was always somebody trying to steal her and take her yeah, away. Yeah, like and, in Heidi, like, grandfather, grandfather! You know, yeah. it's like, you know, she's, she's just, it's just like, it's like an episode of Flipper, where they're always trying to steal Flipper. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, Flipper. poor Flipper, he's just trying to live. He's happy in the sea. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but Shirley Temple, I liked, I liked the dancing. My, my favorite Shirley Temple is the Bob Hope one, where, oh. uh, they w- were at the racetrack. <laughs> Oh my god! Because that reminded me of my dad, Bob Hope. Little Miss, Little Miss Marker, Little Miss Marker. Wait, they never showed that one in Philadelphia, so I never. I, I've seen it once years ago, but I don't own it for yeah. whatever reason. I didn't seek that one out. You could get that on DVD. That'd I'm, be sure, nice I'm sure I you could. Get that one. You get There's that one. Whole... On. That's real fun. Because I loved Bob Hope when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, because he was so funny. And then you'd watch him on those specials and go, <laughs> when did he turn into a horrible old oh man? Oh, my God. My boyfriend worked at it. He works for NBC. He's been yeah. there for like 28 years. He's a photographer. And he he used to have to work with Bob Hope on those specials. Oh, my God. I mean, just since like 80, I think since 86 or something. And, you know, I mean, those were some of his finest awful years. <laughs> right. Some of the worst. Propped up. Yeah. Propped up where you're just like, and he's just leering at some 32-year-old. <laughs> And you're like, at least she's 32. Oh my God. Or with Brooke Shields for no pair of reason. Cause for, Brooke, and she's 16 at the time. Oh my t- God. Oh, that right. was not inappropriate. Okay. There was, I, I think it was in the nineties, like the mid nineties. He did a special where he had Phyllis Diller as a sidekick because you oh, felt right. like he couldn't quite get through the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. So she was sort of like the head. Mm-hmm. And I remember her, my favorite line from that special was she said, I've been doing stand up so long. I should be wearing buckskin. <laughs> Oh, it's like my Hester Prynne joke, which is I opened for Hester Prynne. It's the same. It's the same premise. Yeah, and then I do uh, a, a, a Hester Prynne joke. Come on. I don't know who Hester Prynne is. Oh, uh, I'm so Nathaniel sorry. Hawthorne, uh, The Scarlet Letter. Oh, yeah. She wore the Scarlet Letter. Oh, I hated that book in junior high. Oh yeah. I kept thinking to myself, move. <laughs> 
not realizing it was the 1600s. And which, what I'm actually saying is, die of exposure. Oh Jesus! Get that out of hard, that town. Right? Yeah. Honest to God, and come so, back in another life and enjoy yourself. <laughs> pay your dues and move on. Exactly. Yikes! And, no suffering, please. Right. Well, I think. Um, yeah, I have this to say about Bob Hope is that when I, I used to drink at a place on Lancashire over near, in between Moore Park and Ventura called the Steak Joint with a Y. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I've never and, been in there, huh? Well, they closed a couple yeah, of years ago, yeah, uh, yeah. but right, right across the street from there, there's a giant Catholic church. Oh yes, I know the, uh, yes, I know. You know the giant I, Catholic I think, church? I think so. And then Is there's an Moore auditorium. Park? Yeah, it's right yes, by my Moore boyfriend, Park. I photographed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, and then there's an auditorium, and then there's a basketball court, and then there's a, a, a couple of parking lots, and then there's a nice, uh, theater. That I was told by a career drunk sitting next to me at the steak joint. Uh, he gets so, a paycheck. I love it. So let's uh, in on that job. <laughs> exactly. So let's take it with a grain of salt, but it's the greatest story in the world. Uh, Bob Hope's wife, Catholic. Bob yes, Hope raised yes. Anglican. Yes. Yeah. And um, every time he would have an affair, they had a deal. He had to donate to that Catholic church. Wow. So that Catholic church, supposedly, according to the career drunk, is the church that uh, Bob Hope's infidelity <gasps> built. Wow. It is the no largest church. friends with, with uh, Bing Crosby. Yeah. Wow. So big. Wow. So, and did you see across the street, there's, there's so much property That's attached. That's really a trip. I've got to, I've got to slow down now next I, time I go buy it. Do a drive-by. Yeah, Check yeah, it yeah. out. That's... And it's always open. The guy also told me because it's connected briefly with, uh, with, uh, with the mob. Wow. Wow. So That's nobody a, would ever steal. There's a lot steal. going on with that church. That Holy church, crap. That's exhausting. Church. Yeah. But you can always pray in there. Because uh, unlike most churches, uh, the doors never locked. Oh, they keep it, wow. they keep it open like business hours kind of thing. That's that's good to know. It's kind of nice though if you ever need to go confess Absolutely. or something. Because a show business is very uh, anxiety ridden, and occasionally I do like a quiet place to go. I like to check in. Yeah, I'm a recovering Catholic, but I but I, I you ever I, go look at it? Yeah, no, no, but I I still appreciate. Like I'm hoping this new pope. I actually follow the new pope on Twitter, and I I <laughs> and I will say if you if you haven't checked him out on Twitter. The responses are brutal. He cannot read his own Twitter feed or else he would never get out of bed. He can't. Really? Can I curse on this? Yeah. Okay. Fucking, he literally yeah. every time he'll say something like, you know, love is the answer and someone will write, suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the nicer ones, but it's like, and so every once in a while, it just strikes my sense of humor because I just imagine him, this, you know, Pope Frank, the, the, <laughs> the one that's got it right. He's finally getting it right. right. You know? He seems to actually be familiar with the works of Jesus Christ. Oh, to God, right? right. And being of service. Right. And uh, being like the nice man in the picture. The poor. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of like what, what I thought it was all about back in the day. Right. That was, that t- what was alluded when I was a child at church. We, we were all supposed to be decent humans. Yes, and, before uh, politics got involved. Yeah, and uh, then, which it always does, but you, but even in, in passing, there used to be more lip service, I feel. Yes. Anyway, uh, yes. just a little more. We're behind the scenes. We're going to have a Da Vinci Code, but in front of us, we're going to actually hand out a sandwich or two. So I'm going to yeah. so suck my balls. So I'm, he's handing out sandwiches, and I still <laughs> want him to suck their balls. All right. Do All you right. follow the tweet of God? I, I, I do. I, yeah, that guy's, yeah, that guy's very funny. Brilliant. That guy's uh, super fun. He is great. And, uh, I worked with him once on some uh, Emmy, Emmy thing because he wrote a comedy writer. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, very, yeah. very funny guy. And great. Dave, a book Dave, Jab- Dave Jabber, was it? Dave, Dave or Dan? Dave. Dave? No, I thought it was Dave. Dave Jabber. I think you're right. I think, yeah. Yep. Look up his book. Yeah, it's a brilliant book. Yes. Yeah. So, but he's... I followed him and then he, he direct tweeted at me. He direct messaged me, but I couldn't direct message him back. And so I, because he's God, because he's God. That's what he said. He said, you're God can't just follow people. 
It really defeats the purpose. Well, I, I only follow 69 people for my own six lame joke. It's lame. It's kind of, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Sometimes people notice, sometimes they don't. I don't care. You don't care. I follow, I care. like I, I ended up following, I did this thing where, uh, I think I read a, uh, an article. And as let me quote it again, Maria Bamford's doing a great joke uh, where the punchline is, we all know how powerful articles are. So I'm reading this article and it says that you should follow the people that think might be fans of yours. So I spent a month following the fuck out of every nerdist, every, every Felicia Day, every like uh I don't know, weird, weird Al. I don't know what I did, but I didn't have a bot. I just click, 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 click. And then I would check, is anybody following me back? And then I would unfollow if they did not. And then, so guess what that was? A full-time job. So I stopped doing that. And uh, now I just, um, I don't know, I follow some people and I don't follow other people. Yeah, I go in and out. I'm at like 1,100. That seems a lot. Of people to try to follow. And yeah, that is a nonsense. lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. 69 is much more manageable. And right. I sometimes, you know, I like, obviously for 69, like sometimes like, okay, you're out, you're out. Okay, you're in, you're in, you're out. You're, you know, I sort of right. have to rotate well, you, yeah, because yeah. otherwise I, Because yeah. then you lose your number. Then you lose your funny number joke. Right. Well, right, right. But also like, I just, I got to keep it, you know, I don't know. I got to keep, keep it fresh. manageable. You yeah. Keep, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with I'm, you. Yeah. I'm it's a, so what is your favorite Shirley Temple movie? Uh, or give do me I three. have to pick one, Jackie? You can pick three, uh, and then we can tell what the what I the plots know. Well, are. Well, um, I know. Um, I, I, poor little rich girl is one of the best because it has. It's way too many. She really, really has. It's one of the best because she she's a little girl whose father owns a soap company. She goes to school. Her nanny gets killed at the train station. She doesn't know it, and so she ends up following a, an organ grinder who then. Um, uh, Puts her, lets her sleep with his Italian kids. What? While his wife makes her spaghetti. Yeah. And then the, the vaudeville couple upstairs is tap dancing and she hears them tap oh. dancing. So she taps and responds. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, she's in their act. Oh my God. That's <laughs> I mean, hilarious. Like, and then, then they, that, then the trio, the Dolan trio, Dolan, 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 um, with her. Are they the tap dancing They're people? They're the tap dancing people. Okay. And now she's one of them. And she, they get hired by the, the soap company that's opposite her father's. Oh, for the Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's a corporate. It is. And um, I think Gloria Stewart is in that. She was in the Titanic as an old lady. Oh, and right, right. She's in several of the, she's also in Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farms. So there is some, I, I was going to say for the kids, but everyone's too old for the Titanic. Titanic too. is 20 years old, yeah, I think, it. or something I'm, like I'm that. 75 years old. And I didn't realize it. It's nice. I'm 107. It's all working out. But, uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's a good one. One poor little rich That's girl. That's a good one. What's yeah. another good um, one? Bright Eyes is good too. Her her father had already died. She actually had a living mother, which never happens. And um and then her mother gets killed carrying a cake with her her birthday cake <laughs> at Christmas killing. Day. Yes. And then she she tries to get adopted by an aviator fella who was a friend of her father's. Okay. But the fa- horrible family she's living with that her mother was a maid to decides that it would look bad if they turned the kid out on the street. So they. They let her live there, but they treat her like crap. And Jane Withers was a little kid, and she's a little bit older, and she treats her like shit the whole movie. <laughs> she's like, "Let's play hospital. I want to operate on your doll." And then she's, and then it's like Christmas morning, and Jane Withers is like, "I wanted a wheelchair." Little girls don't get what I want a wheelchair. 
chair. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like off the charts yeah. again. Bright eyes. And yeah. And, and that thing that's, that's actually pre-code, even though it's not really, but there's some yeah. things on it that are kind of like, like little kids how usually did don't that, get away with. Yeah. How did that know, happen? Her having a fit over one in a wheelchair. Right. And she wanted And, and her mother and smacks the shit out of her right in front awesome. of her, like right across the face. Hilarious. Yeah. I think that's the end of the movie. Do you think Cornelius in Planet of the Apes had seen that movie and that's why he <laughs> called Charlton Heston Bright Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. I would like to think so. Right. So, wow, so yeah, there's I, hitting. I, I, there, <laughs> there's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more hitting in the yes, old movies too. Yes. There's hitting and there's, there's like one of my favorite movies is, uh, I watch it every Christmas, even though there's blackface in it and it's holiday in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is you take the blackface out. Uh, it always feels like, um, Something horrible. It feels like you're, you're protecting me from something I don't want to be protected from. It's like 12 years a slave. I didn't see it because I knew what was going to happen. Right. Someone was going to be a slave for 12 years. I get it. Right. It's going to suck. <laughs> uh, but with, but I, it's not that I don't want to know the history. It's not, I know the history of slavery. I have the information. I, uh, try to te- treat every single black person I meet as a human being. That's one of my go-tos. I like to meet people <laughs> as people. And then after that, you're, that's a dangerous, no, oh, no. what's going to happen? And uh, <laughs> even if it's an asshole 18-year-old, I go, oh, it's an asshole 18-year-old. I don't think, oh, it's an asshole 18-year-old who happens to be black. I go, oh, it's just some self-absorbed little shit <laughs> is what I tend to think first. Uh, and then I go. <laughs> but uh, but I think it just, I mean, because that's the history yeah, that, that we're missing. That existed. I mean, people did that. People yeah. did. The, the minstrel show it feels existed. It feels whitewashy yeah. is what it yeah, feels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sort of like when they take those channels on Clear Channel that they that play that funky music and they actually take the word white boy out. They take the word white out of white boy. Isn't that no, weird? That is weird. There's a there's a like science what? fiction series called uh, that Cage Baker wrote, the Company series. Uh-huh. It's amazing, and it's about how as uh, it, as it goes into the future and into the future, they start like not col- like the colorization kind of situation. Oh, yeah, but they replace things. Like like in ET when they replace the guns with walkie talkies. Oh God, weird! It becomes all that. Like they take out all the smoking. Oh right, right. In all the movies, weird, they weird, take out weird. all the drinking. They take out all, and then it just gets ridiculous. Like they take out all chocolate becomes outlawed. Oh dear God! And it just goes For into the obese this, children who are craving it while watching. Oh, exactly, my God. and so it just and it goes into this future that you're like. Oh shit, that feels palpable. That feels possible wow. and I don't want any part of it. And that's what the holiday in thing feels like. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not saying you. it's not rude to have blackface. So let's not do it. Uh but it it was in this movie. So right. let's and they're do- celebrating Lincoln's birthday. They were just trying to make a point. Really, <laughs> exactly. that's the number. That's that hilarious. is the number that is completely it hilarious. Is completely insane. What a what better way to celebrate Lincoln's birthday than in black? What? Right. We're all we're all celebrating. I don't know why, but I need to take this microphone on. Are we done? Are you kidding Weirdly me enough, my ass. I will tell you, I've had up. weird things where I've watched old movies and like there's there's a lot of giant prop pictures in old movies because they'll be talking about someone and you'll see this unnaturally large frame on someone. One's desk, referring to the person that they're talking to, or they'll, or they'll stare oh. at the person. You know, just occasionally they'll have that. I am going to notice yes, that like now. In, like in a fair, the original Farewell to Arms with Helen Hayes and, and um, Gary Cooper, and it's weird because sometimes I see that now and it looks like a laptop, and I'm like, that can't be a laptop. 
Like my mind goes oh, to another right, place. Right, right. It's or like, it'll be a weird mirror and it looks like a flat screen and you're like, wait a second. No, no, no. Wait. Oh, that's so. And my mind is playing tricks on myself. Yes. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. It's very strange. And like, I know this woman had a compact and I thought it was a cell phone. I'm like, Wait a you know, right. obviously a shitty flip phone, so it's not like an Apple phone. She's still low <laughs> tech new. even back then. Yeah. Nothing new. <laughs> the the crazy thing is, you know how like all the decorations, I remember watching those old movies and thinking, to be fabulously wealthy, you need a giant sweeping staircase. Absolutely. And then you're going to need, later I would think, I remember my stepmother telling me, she's like, yeah, those giant, those giant folded ceilings are great, but you need a 20 foot tall painting. To go there. That's right. That's and right. Who's going to dust that? She's like, I know, I know if you can afford that building, you can afford someone to dust it. But I think who's going to dust it? That's what I think. And, uh, but I was thinking, what would you, would there be any picture that I would want that big? Right. Would it be that of a Dalmatian? Cause oftentimes it was like, it was the only thing they had. Like they would stick right. like a giant hunting scene behind them. It's true. What you know, and that, and that, you know, as we, you know, uh, that early, you know, sixties TV where they would shoot at that, that there's that street that they used for like bewitched and I drew oh, yeah. a genie and they were always driving by the hazel. It's like the same house that you just see it over. <laughs> and as a kid, I became like so excited that I noticed. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. If I'm a kid and I'm noticing, this is fucked up. Right. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Find a different block. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Mix this whole fake neighborhood. Make it happen. Right? Right, right. And, and like I, the, if you go on the Universal Lot Tour, which is kind of the best ride they've got up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Wisteria Lane. Yes. And you're like, oh, these are the same nine buildings. These are the... And- right, but it was like Marcus Welby's house, and there's like a house, a animal house, and one of the houses, it kind of got refurbished, but it was the Munster's house. Right. I've been on that tour. Yeah. Right, I've been, yeah. yeah. And it's... um And you it, go, wait a minute, this... But then you then they explain, oh no, well they put the... You know, it's just... I'll tell you, I wasn't that bright as a child. I remember thinking to myself, I wish we had that house. I know, no, absolutely. And why wouldn't you think that when everybody on television had the same house? You right. at least noticed that they all had the same house, and you're like, their houses don't seem to have yelling in it. I wish we lived there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bewitch had a lot of drinking, which was very familiar to me. Some serious. Come there was a on. cart. There was a. I, I bought a cart because I was like, nice. we could have cocktails on that cart. I have, the, I have the globe. I have the the globe bar, the hidden. Yes, oh, do it you? actually turns. Yes. Yeah, that I, is I, neat. Yeah, it's kind of fantastic. It's a little heart to heart, but it's good. You know. Oh what yeah. I mean? Well, when, you know when they met a little bit. <laughs> it was murder. <laughs> it was murder. <laughs> Let's have a drink. A drink to murder. A drink to murder. <laughs> Um, so now the other thing that you enjoy is Benny Goodman. Let's just talk about what's I I like it's the same era. It is. It is. Well, I'll tell you growing up being, uh, having, being one of seven kids, there was not uh, like, we didn't have a shit pile of toys every birthday. I mean, you know what I mean? You know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I enjoy, because my parents were older, I found the 78s in the basement. Okay. Also my dad's bar, he, the jukebox got broken into too many times and he gave up on the jukebox. So we had all the 45s in there. They were all from the sixties. Okay. So we had like some original beach boys, few Beatles, a lot of Bing Crosby, a lot of like holiday, a lot of 45s and 78s. Yeah. Okay. And the 78s, I kind of became obsessed with, and I was obsessed with Woody Herman. There was a song called big wig in the wigwam, which was the flip side of Woodchopper's ball. (laughs) Woodchopper's ball was the hit, right? Big wig in the wigwam should have been the hit. Come on. (laughs) Like the, literally the words are like, um, big wig in the wigwam looking for some pom poms. Um, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> keep on playing, keep on praying. Cause big wigs in the wigwam. 
looking for anyway. You're gonna have to pay the rent on this. (laughs) No, you don't. Oh, good. Uh, It's all thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Sing it up. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, but it's it's. I love that. Did you play instruments? Did you I play the piano. You played, but the, I did not. But I, I just love the whole big band sound. I felt like there was something. And as I get older, I, I felt like I went away from. It. I was like, eh, too pedestrian. And then as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, oh no, 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 no. There was some subtleties, and I feel like Benny Goodman. I'd just been listening to some vinyl again, and I realized I was listening to Benny Goodman when I graduated from college. When I was like trying to figure out, I went through like this transitional time where I was like, what? Where's the move? Okay. I'm, 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 I'm Where'd you sorry. go to school? I went to the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Okay. So I was auditioning. I wanted to be an actor, but I yeah. felt like I couldn't quite figure out where I was at first. And I was trying to stay in Philadelphia. Okay. That was a big, whatever. It just wasn't right. happening. Philadelphia is very beautiful. It's a fancy <laughs> Milwaukee is what I think of it as. It is. With and, easy access to New York, D.C. Yeah, right there. Or the shore. Yeah. 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 If you want to get more. Uh, but yeah, so I felt like I, but I, I remember thinking like, Something about Benny Goodman, I was like very good. Tra- it, it was, it reminded me of the transition I went through after college. So I feel like I've been listening since the office is over. Yeah. I've been listening to Benny Goodman again. Right. In, <laughs> right. Cause you're like, let there be another yes, uh, long term project yes. instead of a series of small term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause we'll you're see. working. Yeah. You're, yeah, no, yeah, 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 there's yeah, plenty yeah. of work. But Absolutely. You, but that yeah. regular paycheck must have been sweet. Well, and also like the, the car drives there. The car drives itself to where you go. Oh, I had to be there pretty much every day. Because I had a Structure. fake desk. Yeah, it was fantastic. I always had a place to sit. My computer worked. I pretty much knew, you know, kind of the, the you know, you knew the deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was really the greatest job in show business. That's Come on. Awesome. We were never standing on one foot. Come on. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, it was really fantastic. And always, and even if I didn't speak for, for days, I would laugh my ass off. Because what was happening was Because it was, was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And, and really was, smart. And, yeah. You know, and never like, oh, get me. I never felt like, get me out of here. That was never, it was never on the menu. No? Yeah. No. I so, really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Witch. Congratulations. <laughs> Frank Conniff used to do the greatest joke about writing on Sabrina the Teenage Witch because he would say that he wrote on Sabrina the Teenage Witch and people would go, oh. And then he would, he'd be like, the only defense he had was, people like it. <laughs> <laughs> and two words, Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Feig was on that show. Right. I love Paul oh, Feig. I love Paul Feig the greatest. Oh, I don't know uh, Paul Feig. If you know Paul Feig, well, he worked me. in the office a lot. He, yeah, cause he, he. Do was... you realize my favorite movie last year was The Heat? Come on, Paul Feig. Paul, Paul Feig. Feig. Come on. I yeah. Know. Ladies and gentlemen, follow Paul Feig on yes, Twitter. I don't should. know where he's he is. Great. I'm he sure he's hilarious. Every, the end of every episode, he would direct uh, all the crew would, the, the last day they would all wear a tie because he always had the most, he still wears the most amazing suits. He's a style king. In oh, interesting. Way. Does he go to Hong Kong? He could, maybe he could be on about suits. He could be a suit dork. I've, oh, uh, the only other accessory dork I had on was Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, oh, cool. which, oh my God. Paul yeah, also, another, another fellow Philadelphian. He is. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fellow he's Philly. He's lost in time. Yes. He's he lost, is lost in time. He is. God that guy him. can carry off a hat. And a, and a mustache. He was a little ahead of the mustache curve. Am I he right? was. He was. And the because, vest and watch the oh, yeah. way early on the suit. Uh, c- came into the mustache right at the height of the beard. Yes. And yes. he was like, no. How no. dare you? Yes. yes. <laughs> <His> formality. <laughs> we will be doing a mustache. <laughs> and it will be dapper. And it will be, and then he'll have a little comb, no doubt. Anyway, no so doubt. Benny Goodman, funniest thing, I played the clarinet. You did? Yeah. 
As, did, you, did you like him or were you like, eh? I liked Benny did. Goodman okay. a great yeah. deal. I always yeah. wanted to play like him because he would hold it straight up. Yeah. And my, uh, my orchestra, my band director in junior high and, and grade school was like, and when you could play as good as Benny Goodman, <laughs> then you can hold it like Benny Goodman. Until then, hold it normal and practice. And then I never did. So, Aww. but I love listening. To, the clarinet is a beautiful instrument. Yeah. It's a very, it's, I love that and I love the yeah. cello. Those are my, yes, oh, and the mine French too. Horn. Yeah. yeah. Cello and, 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 and clarinet. There's something that there's a, um, there's a song called Goodbye that um uh Benny Goodman does and it's, do you know that song I don't <laughs> it's amazing and the way it's a, it's a beautiful it's a, it's a it's um yeah it's yeah. it he really should have been had some rock off status but right you know, but for but some reason it too much it's a kids a jukebox thing they you know Biderbeck Bix Biderbeck he was a saxophone player and uh I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I went cool. because I wanted to go, I wanted to be in the marching band. And I was, uh I got, my brother got me a job instead. And he's like, you want to you wanna make money or you want to lose money? And I was like, how am I losing money being in the band? And he's like, by not making money. And, uh, and I was like, oh, Christ, I guess I'll make and money. And freezing your ass off yeah, in Madison. Out, outside selling <laughs> bullshit t-shirts, seconds and auriculars. Oh, dear God. Uh, outside the football. Never went to a game. Never went to a Badger <laughs> game. Uh, the I, band inside, but I recently got, uh, the band. Mike LaCrone is the, um, is the band director and has been the band director. He's gotta be 87 oh years God. old thinking about retiring any yeah. minute now. Uh, I got him to sign my hat. Uh, cause my friend, my friend was going to a benefit where he was going to be there. And I said, I bought this band hat today. Can you mail it to me? And, uh, and he was totally on board. He totally mailed Aww. me. So Mike LaCrone, I took one cause I didn't get to be in the band. I met him when I auditioned, oh. and uh, I don't know that I would have made the marching band because I, I had to miss the last two um, auditions, oh. uh, so that's why I didn't get in. I'd like to think that I would have made the marching band, but I wasn't great. Uh, what I was was enthusiastic, which counts for a lot in a marching band. Absolutely. Absolutely. I filled in for marching band once when I was a senior in high school. No, ju- junior in high school. And they changed the uniform, so I actually kept the uniform. I just was, the, really? I was marking time. I was holding the flag in the front. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, at my high it's, school. Right. And we, and we play, we, uh, we had a, a we played at a, a mall, the Exton, uh, the Exton mall. It was ridiculous. The sound was bouncing up. And our school. Oh my God. It's a girl's school, boys school mixed together. And they were playing, of course, because it was Philadelphia Echoey. and it was 1981. It was the theme to Rocky, which and we said, they sound like a bunch of dying chickens. I'm like, bark, 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 bark. anyway, sorry. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the theme to Rocky. That was a huge hit yeah, right? for marching bands on, in '81. Right? Who doesn't? Yeah, that is bullshit. <laughs> I will tell you this though: is that um, yeah. So, but he taught a class on Bi- Big Spiderbeck, who was his favorite big I've band. Big, but I can't. I don't. It yeah. was his favorite big band guy, and I believe he plays the saxophone. And uh, so you should look into that because you I might will. enjoy. Well, I wonder. You know, sometimes the satellite radio, the Sirius XM, they play. Some, oh, yeah. They might play some Big Spider. I'm kind of checking out. Because there's another station that plays uh, radio classics, like old radio shows. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously growing up we never had access to. Right. So I'm kind of obsessed with the sort of origin of some of the TV shows that they became. Because Lucille Ball had her own show, but it was called My Favorite Husband. But it became I Love Lucy. Oh, really? And it was not with Desi, but it was she was sort of like developing this character. 
Okay, so you know, she it was it was a it was like a radio play. Yes, that but it was, was funny, you know. But it was right. still, you know, it was, and it was pre Desi. Yes, pre Desi, and I think she was still with him. But I think Wait, she had she already was married met him. To him. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was with him, but she was not part of this. And then uh, there's another one with like Phil Harris, who was kind of a sidekick on the Jack Benny show, and then he married Alice Faye, and then they got their own show. And by the way, Alice Faye was in the Shirley Temple movie, Poor Little Rich Girl. She was one of the vaudeville tree with the. Dolans. Yeah, one of the Dolans? One of the Dolans. Excellent. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> but their, their radio show is really funny. It's a, I mean, the writing is not quite as good as Jack Benny, but it's kind of fantastic. Well, you know, I, we don't have cable. I have those rabbit ears. And, um, so, um, but there's a, 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 a station called Cozy. C-O-Z-I. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you get it with cable. Yeah, you I do. Yeah, I, I never, there's Cozy, I've there's Ion, cozy. there's, uh, uh, Antenna, there's, there's Antenna, right? There's TV, me, TV, me there's TV. Get. Yes. Get. Yes. And I'm obsessed. Jack I got- Benny plays. Oh, yes. And, um, and it's interesting watching all those old TV shows because some of them hold up, some of them don't. Right. And Jack Benny hit and miss for me. Yes, unfortunate. Yes. No, 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 absolutely. His radio show was more consistent. Oh, oh by interesting. Far. By far, yeah. Okay, and I it was the first time most of the jokes were told because by the time he got to the TV show, I was like, oh. "Come on, are you kidding? We've seen this a bazillion times." Right, because they re- they repurposed those scripts, yes. right? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. They okay. actually had, and they it was just a. But he always he was really he was like he obviously lacked. uh he was not concerned. He was a very secure person because he always had a lot of really funny people on with him, Jack. Benny. Yes. It was a huge Ex- ensemble. Excellent ensemble really of cast. funny people. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because when those guys, and Jack Benny, and from what I've heard, is an, is a really giving, was a really giving performer. Do you think he was gay? Okay. Oh, was in the closet? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, he had some, yeah. anyway, just, I never yeah. slept with yeah. him. But, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that. And what that does is that bring, narrows it down. No, uh, cause the <laughs> 80s, I was busy, you guys. Every couple of years, I get laid. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I've been working on this joke about how uh, because I went to the gynec. I went to the. I never do this. This is a bit that you I never go to the gynecologist. I never go to the guy. I go once a year, whether I need to or not. Anyway, but I go in. I call it the big peak, and I go there. But I never talk about my stand-up. So come and see me live, folks, because this joke may be done. Anyway, but here's how it is now. It's I went because this is the true story. I go to the gynecologist. I come home and I tell Andy, my husband, uh, the gynecologist told me I have the vagina of a thirty-year-old, and he goes, "I am the rejuvenator," and um, which made me laugh. Right? We saw. All very oh funny. God. But then I was thinking, what would your vagina be like if it was the vagina of a 30-year-old? And I was like, well, any 30-year-old, it's different than you as a 30-year-old. Because me as a 30-year-old, it would have cobwebs in it and possibly <laughs> some ribbon candy, a doily. I could rent it out as an event space. Because <laughs> there's just a... from you a late bloomer? you a late bloomer? Bit of a late bloomer. That's okay. Here's yeah, the yeah. late bloomers. That's, that's okay. Yeah, that's that. good. Yeah. Blink right. our coffee. Yeah. Oh, the hell? Mm-hmm. I gave you the Tempest. You did. Give you the Tempest mug. You did. And uh, the dishwasher has not knocked off the words on this class. We don't have it. a dishwasher. I am good. A, That's we good. live in a 1950. We live in a house that belongs on a Monopoly board. We have a little <laughs> ticky tacky <laughs> house that is very beautiful. I'll show you the garden and afterwards we had to, we're, we're at war. So we have a victory garden. Love and, it. uh, sure. And, uh, so. We all should, really. We really should. Uh, I got cucumbers. You need one. I don't know if you enjoy a. a I have one a. I'm, I'm actually. I have a boyfriend, but thank you so much. Oh, hello, uh, hello. boom, ladies and gentlemen. Kate Flannery works blue sometimes. Sometimes she'll go a little blue. Uh, that was addictive. <laughs> <laughs> so wartime movies. What are those? Oh my God. Well, what, I love Mrs. Is... Minova. Love, love. One of my favorites. Oh, and I, I love the house too. I sort of get obsessed with all the things. But you know, if Greer Gossam, she could do no wrong. <laughs> 
even like in her worst, like her, you know, her, her, her attempt at, at admitting her faults. It's like, really, are you, you know, kind of a perfect person. I don't person. know her. Who is she? Greer Garson, she, she was British and in the movie she, uh, her her husband's out all night on some you know um, wartime raid. They're trying to um, save the village, the British village oh, okay. that they're from. So sure. all of Dunkirk are, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's I can't remember the name of the town, but they're and a German shoulder shoulder soldier God, with a shoulder. Put in this? Exactly. With a shoulder. He actually has a shoulder injury because he was <laughs> shot. Oh, there you go. She literally finds him, and uh, but he uh, has a gun, and he tries to. You know, um, oh. he, he asks for food he, and he's like, you know, and, and it's crazy. And then she ends up getting the gun because he's weak from his right. shoulder shot. He's wounded. Yes. And, and he right. does not, and she does not tell her husband that she saved, that she saved, yeah, basically saved the town by getting this guy. Anyway. Oh, okay. Because she's so humble. She's just, and then, you know. Is she just so humble? She's perfect and she's humble and she's so well dressed. And, and what movie is this? Mrs. Miniva. Mrs. Miniver, which a movie I have heard of, but yes. I've never watched. It's, it's very, um, it's, it, it, if you it's realize period. that it's very period and it came out like basically the, the, like the month that we found out we were in the, that America found out they were in the war. So it's oh, a British okay. story, but it's very, it's like the early times of the war. Like what, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, so it came out in like 41. Yeah, or actually, 42. Before, I think it was 40 or 41. It was really oh, soon. Yeah, okay, yeah, so 41, the, 41, right, right, right. It came out right. 41. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in Britain, Britain had already been in since thirty nine, but it was yeah. still like yeah, it was kind of so it it hit home. It hit, it home. hit home. Yeah, it resonated. It did. It did. It's so beautiful. It's, yes. And then did she have a a, a a hell of a career that I don't know about? She did a lot of movies. Like there's a movie she did, Random Harvest, about World War One with um um. Oh, they they with, keep sticking her in the war. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> she did a ton of movies with Walter Pigeon. He was in okay. um Mrs. Miniver with her. Um, where they she played Madame Curie. There's okay. a few like um historical biopics as right. they used to call them where I I it took me years to realize like that they always sweeten those stories up. Nobody's oh, yeah. you know it's like nobody's real nobody's real story. Did you see Saving Mrs. Banks? I did. Right. So yes. the Sherman brothers are yes. portrayed in that movie. Yes. There is a biopic about the Sherman brothers, I understand. Really? That is not the movie that my brother Russell would like it to be. Uh, my brother Russell is much like yourself into old movies. He was the one who told me about the Hayes Code. And uh, the the biopic that he wants to make about the Sherman brothers, the older of the Sherman brothers was in the army during World War II, and he was with the advance guard that freed Auschwitz. Wow. He is Jewish. His family is originally from Germany, and he realized in the week that he spent at Auschwitz that that was the town that they were from. Oh, my God. And so all of the, many of the Jews that were in there were his cousins. Oh, my God. And I guess it PTSD'd him to almost to death. And so he comes home. He's broken, but him and his brother, for some reason, are going to write happy songs for Disney. (laughs) And so, but they never are in the same room. They don't get along. Right. So they write via teletype or something like that. They write via letters and they write all these songs. And, uh, the younger brother, so the, the, the Mary Poppins things happen. They, they, they both are going to see each other for the first time in 15 years, I guess. This is how my brother wants the, my brother wants the movie, the Sherman brothers. They finally see each other after 15 years. And in this time, the older brother has gotten married and his wife has died. Uh, a tragic death, cancer or something along those lines. The younger brother never went to Auschwitz, married, lovely wife and children. It's all working out. They both get out of the limousines. And um, the older brother sees the younger brother with his wife, turns around, gets back into the limousine. This actually happened, and they never 
uh, they never see each other again until they both die. But wow. that's how Russ wants the movie to end. Dear God. I was like, who would watch that movie, Russell? And he goes, <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, hey, sad sack. Uh, he, he has a theory about movies where if there's one good scene in it, that'll be fine. That makes it a good okay. movie. That makes him a guy with a very low bar. No kidding. Super I low. See, yeah, I, 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 there has to be some other redeem. I mean, I do think that some musicals are, are so ridiculous. However, if the music is really good, like if it's Cole Porter or if yep. it's Irving Berlin. Or, you carousel. Know, or, is it Carousel or is it State Fair? The one that's all sad with the ghost. With the uh, guy. I think that's I think Carousel. Carousel. Yeah, yeah. I don't like uh, I don't like yeah, Carousel yeah, at all. Yeah. And, yeah. and screw then, Carousel. Screw Carousel. And, Poor Judd is dead. You oh, take Jesus, Judd right? out of that entire movie, please. Just remove Judd God, from I think the equation. Rain Wilson told me he played Judd in Oklahoma. <laughs> Rain Wilson. Do you know that I? Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll okay. spare the world that tale. <laughs> no one needs to. Who? I'm telling tales out of school. That's Rain's story to tell. I will not. Yes. Yeah. You learn a lot about people when you work with them for nine years. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. You hear the, you hear loose stories. Loose. I do know that one of the Sherman brothers, the one that's alive, is a member of the Magic Castle. And I, I actually worked with him once a few years, like, oh my God, like 15 years ago doing some sort of demo singing thing. Is he the happy one? He is. He he's, must a, be he's, an imagi- he's a member of the Magic Castle. What doesn't get any happier than that? <laughs> How could he not be happy? That's right. Magicians. Close up the magic. He's, things appear and disappear. It's you, nuts. There is a, there is a guy that I've known for quite some time. I saw him last night, and I love up close magic. Yeah, it's it, pretty fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, it's goddamn a magical. Yeah, it's yeah. a magical. Yeah, it is. Derek it is. Hughes is this young man's name. He's been on the program a couple of years ago. I think uh, he was on. He was on the Dork for us. Derek Hughes. He's a member of the Magic Castle. He's very. He's very successful as a magician, and um, he is genuinely a great magician, and super funny because he started out as a stand-up. And then he oh, went yeah, into magic. A few that are really funny. I like to yeah. go on Sundays with the kids because it's brunch, and the the comics generally have more irony. Oh, nice. I mean, the comics, the the magicians yeah, have the more com- irony. Com- comedic. Yeah. Well, and you yeah. know, Flappers has a, an afternoon thing on Sundays. Oh, nice. With Mike, what's his face? Uh, Michael. Uh, um, um, I, I know. Yeah, Rapsport. Yeah, Rapsport. Yes, That's it. it. He's the greatest. Yeah, He's the greatest. Yes. That is a super sweet couple yeah. of hours if you're. Yes. You don't want to go to the Magic Castle. Well, I've, I've done shows just... at Brooklyn, which is the the theater behind the president of the Magic Castle, Irene Larson's house. Okay. So the lampshades have played there many times because it's this little it's a little private thing. One time we were playing, and literally Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy was in the front row. <laughs> Of the show, uh, Pee Wee Herman's been there. It's the weirdest group this of people ever. This is the craziest like, town. Yeah, it's where nuts. all of a sudden you look around and you're like, "What's happening?" But sometimes I feel like we've all been in a car accident, and I'm just trying to figure it all out. Like, is this just are we dead? Is oh. this, am I dead? Is this happening? Have I told the story on the Dork Force? Because this is the tale that I wasn't going to tell, but now I'm going to tell it. Because I did a show at Largo with Sarah Silverman, and in the green room, uh, she's like, "This is my boyfriend," and I was like, "Hi, I'm Jackie," and he goes, "I'm Michael." And we shake hands and he gets up and he leaves the room. And I was like, how long have you guys been going out? She's like six weeks, six months. And I was like, oh, that's so neat. What does he do? And she goes, you really, you don't know who he is? And I was like, no. And I said, what's his last name? And I said, I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know who people are. <laughs> and he goes, Michael Sheen. <gasps> and who played Frost in Frost Nixon? A Ooh. movie, by the way, I genuinely wanted to see, but I never got, cause I hate Nixon so oh much. And I, he was so nice to me too. Cause I was like, I'm Googling him. And cause I didn't recognize his name even. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, he's, well, yeah. I mean, only since really since Masters of Sex do people know his right. name. Right. Now of people course, know Tony his Blair name. And, and it's Rock, on, but still, that was still. And I saw him on 30 Rock. That's the thing I saw him on. 
Well, he's so different on 30 Rock than Yeah, he he's is. a very different character. And But every time I meet someone where you're just like, and then you stop talking to them and they go away and you're like, that guy was really nice. And you're like, uh-huh, he plays uh, Dexter. Yeah, that happened to me with and, Jared Leto. And I literally had to go back up to him and I said, I... I'm a douchebag idiot. But this was like I love two years you. ago. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, I saw Requiem for a Dream and I lost my mind. I don't know how you did it. But thank you. So this, yeah, yeah. yeah. I literally was like, I'm I think calling you out. Yeah. Calling myself out. Right. I mean, that's the thing is it, it's fine. And, and then he acted like he forgave me, but I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> Just kidding. Were you thinking now this is it. We're friends. And, uh, now we're hanging out in show business friends, which would be really, it's, it's an honor of distinction until you fuck it up. Right. right. <laughs> It's all fine. It'll be, it'll be. It's it'll like be. high school over and over and over. Our and over lives again. never seem it. to come together. Now, <laughs> is there a place to go see the lampshades here uh, in the Los Angeles? We usually play Iowa West, um, the first Saturday of the month. We're playing this, uh, is this time sensitive? Yeah, it'll be two weeks actually. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. I, well, it, Billy it, the Mime, first Saturday. Billy Mime's doing our show. Yeah. And Missy Pyle. Um, we don't always have guests, but yeah, it's usually the first Saturday of the month. We also do Dana Gould's show. Uh, Dana Gould and Arden Marine's Tinkle Twin show at um, Nerd, Nerd, Melt? Nerd Melt. We're like the house band. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think September 28th is our so next Iowa West show. And, and just go to lampshades.com. The Lampshades. The lampshades. Yes. The and we're playing the Benson Ball and we're doing, I'm just trying to think of uh, Yeah, Benson Ball's in D.C. And that'll be neat. Yeah. I think we're playing that Friday. But go to, yeah. And everybody, Listen. go see a Shirley Temple movie. Get, <laughs> make it happen. That's right. Make yourself sick to your stomach if you really have no tolerance for someone who's pushing as hard as she can. She's so trying so hard. In, uh, so what? Uh, uh, you reading anything good? Would you? Would you? Uh, would you recommend a book? No. I'm or reading a, a really obscure book called The Power of Now by Neville. Uh, uh, Do you know this book? The Power of Now. Is the Power of Now? Wait, no, wait. No, that's no, that's, right. no, that's Eckhart Tolle. No, never yeah. mind. No, wait. What is it called? Shit. God damn it. Go What's see the called? power of now. No, it's we're living not. in the moment right now. Neville, what is it? The power of it's shit. it's powerful and it's got Neville. It's old. It was written in the I is it self helpies? It is a little self helpy, but it's it's from um, the thirties. It's from the thirties. But you know, I also have this other book. Of, I love I love wisdom from the thirties. Yeah, yeah. It because it's comes the back. same. It is, and it's and sometimes like there's weird italics that they don't do anymore. It's weird. It's yeah. it's almost. Oh, like, um, like someone was editing and there were, and there were English rules that someone was following. Yes, yes, something, okay. yeah. Neat. Or it's almost, yeah, it's almost like, um, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's an apology, but it's like, there's something where, I guess it's a little, it's, it's some form of mysticism. I feel okay. like there's something in the wisdom of it. Okay. But it's sort of about, and it, but it's not religious. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. So it's just some, some sort of hippie religion. Yes. But, but pre-hippie. Right. But it's pre-hippie. So they used to use this italics for like the, uh, another way. Like paranormal. Say like, the word like certain, like in a certain way. And certain way would be like italics. It was like in a different font. Right. In a certain way. I'm right, like, right. What? And at first when you're first reading it, it's like, what the hell is this? What like, does that what mean? Happening? They had to go find different letters this and put true. them in the Refer to something like anal sex. What's happening? <laughs> this is what they call the certain way. No, I don't even know what. Right, right. <laughs> you do, there is a sense of interpretation, yeah. and then like a sort of. But then there's a sort of. Yeah, I, I, it's a very weird. Um, is it like, helping? Yeah. Everything's helping. Yes, I, I. I will say. I feel like. I, not to overdramatize because I know it's the biggest fucking champagne problem in the world. But having had a show because I was waiting tables when I got the office. Right. When it ended, I sort of felt like, 
Well, that was it. All right. You had nine great what? years, and now and now you're you, done. Now you're done, and now you they you might as well stick a fork. fork. Yes, yeah. crawl back into your little shell. You my should dear. start star wagons or some sort of you know that be like uh, <laughs> right? Lyle, like Lyle Wagoner. Yeah, he started star wagons. With all the trailers. That's right. It's there a, is a sort of like move to the valley and just be the person <laughs> that might get recognized and might not. But there is right. sort of like this balance of like, oh, we love you. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Oh, we love you. You're a piece of shit. There's right. Always like this, which I think happens every. Every t- everywhere in shows, but I feel like the office at every was such level a too. Yeah, yeah. The office had a certain bubble that I was like, eh, you know, who cares? Right, because well, right, it's because it was it was so hipstery too to some extent because it was so critically acclaimed that there was right. a feel to it that we're like, eh, it's just something just we're doing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it'll be fine. <laughs> we're just putting together this show, and you're like, hey, Wes Anderson, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. It was a project. It isn't a laid-back hipster moment <laughs> that you guys just slapped together over a weekend. So true. I used to wait but, on Wes Anderson, too. It came in a leaning restaurant. And it's so yes. beautiful, right? I mean, oh, beautiful. The things yeah. that are being done are beautiful, but there's, an, there's a, an edge in this town where you have to pretend like you don't care. This is true, yes. Where you just have to go, no, I'm, no, I love to do my work, and I will clearly be on time. But I don't care <laughs> if I get anything, you know? And you're just right. like, no, I care. And, but you, but you have, but you, but it's a cultivated thing too, because if you try, if you, if you can get that, yeah, if you can get there where you don't care if you get it or don't get it, right? you have a certain amount of power and you have a certain yes. amount of peace. Right. And I think it's the peace that uh, is more important than the power to me, because uh, as an aging woman in Hollywood, it's like, you know, right. I don't know how much power there's going to be. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And it, that, I think, is what really, you know what? That's what attracts everyone yeah. to you is that you have that piece. Is that you have, if you can find that piece of, I get it, I don't get it. The things I got were great. If I get more, I win. If I don't get more, that was still great. Right. And right. it doesn't take away. Yeah. And as in comedy, you'll always perform. Well, you this know? is true. And I feel like the thing about the lampshades, like I said, it sort of has this weird, you know, we're becoming the thing we're making fun of. Like we literally did play NASA safety day two years ago. <laughs> we literally did play like for 600 gay sober men in Palm Springs for an yeah. event called hot and dry. Well, we didn't know till we got there. We were opening for Debbie Gibson. I mean, it just like, it just writes itself. It's like, of course you're opening for Debbie. <laughs> Why Gibson. wouldn't you? Why not? Right. So that's, that's sort of like 2014 is like, it, ex- yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like one of those things where it's like, it, but, it, but, it, but I know that like some people get super panicked and judge you like oh, I can't open for Debbie Gibson. That's so right. cool. It's like no, I'm I'm. It'll be. I don't need to be. That is not. Yeah. You know. I mean, again, yeah. if I'm associated, if I'm cool adjacent, I'm lucky. That's okay. Cool Amen. adjacent is the goal. Yeah. Sort of because it's or not or not or or right. you know. I mean, we just played the t- Tiki Oasis in San Diego. It's literally a hotel full of people. It's an old Hawaiian hotel, which is it's it used to be the Honolulu Hotel. Now it's the Crown Plaza, which is so not cool that it's called no. the Crown Plaza now. Yeah. But it's still a Hawaiian hotel, right? And everyone's dressing up in. Maxi skirts right. and, you know, a, a theme on theme. So it's tiki, but it's beatnik. <laughs> so people are like dressed like freaks. And, you know, it's just like, it, it just pushes. And the whole entire hotel is just room parties with live bands in the rooms. We had to get them. We had ended up moving to the Motel 6 next door because I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I can't take it. Anymore. No, there's just too much, too much fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. There's a, there's a, a hotel outside of, um, 
of Minneapolis that is like the totem pole hotel and it is native American themed. And now it is, I believe a Marriott of some sort. (laughs) And, uh, they've taken all that stuff out, but they've kept a couple of the giant, like they have the glass cases, which have the cool actual museum quality stuff. And then they kept the two giant totem poles just because they're kind of cool. And they're like, (laughs) we wish we could call it the totem, but we can't. And you can't, you just can't, but you can keep the cool museum stuff. Right. And then the Lakota and Dakota who stop by are like, we would actually like that back. Could we have that back? No. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Wow. We'll be over here, Marriott. <laughs> anyway, but, but super fun. Uh, Kate Flannery, we could talk forever, I know, but this so was sorry. super I, fun. I, I Don't be sorry. This is the best. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, follow Kate Flannery online. And, uh, if you have work for her, uh, contact both of us. <laughs> what the hell? We could all use some work. Get out Give there, see some movies, listen to some music, and take care of each other uh, out there, Rangers. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that?